I'm Christy. And I'm Shannon. And you're listening to For the Love of Animals podcast on a mission to showcase outstanding owners and their animals, one cute animal at a time. Today, we are so excited because we have our good friend, Anna, from Anna's Ark. Yes. We had the joy of going to Anna's Ark last year, but we missed Anna. She was elsewhere, so her son, Joseph, shout out to Joseph, spent um, a good couple of hours showing us around the farm. Yeah, and we got to meet all of the animals. Oh, Anna has like a name for every animal and their background story. And Joseph is just like, these are my mom's animals. (laughs) (laughs) But he did give us free reign. (laughs) He did. He did. It was great. So we finally got to meet Anna this year and sit down with her and chat about everything she's passionate about, which just like us, she's love-sessed with animals. All of them. Oh my gosh. She gave us like three hours maybe of her time. Does that sound right? Three hours? It was a long time. Oh my gosh. We jumped in a little buggy and we went all around her property. And it's just, um, just to set it up for you guys, her farm is massive. I believe 269 acres. I do believe 269 acres. And, uh, and all throughout it, it's just these beautiful, big, massive pens for her animals to have these clean areas to stay in and be kept well and happy and healthy. And it was just amazing. We went from camels to zebras to sheep and goats and And highland cows and Burma cows. I mean, swans. Yes. We'll talk about all of the animals she has on our farm in the episode. So it's exciting. This um, was recorded at her house on top of a beautiful rolling hills and a gazebo. So you will hear some of the wind come through. And yes. so our audio is a little off because we're still kind of new. Thanks for listening. Yes. Yeah. So it's a little breezy. And then you'll hear some laughter of Matt, who was on hand with us again, taking amazing video and enjoying the animal love alongside of us. Yeah, so uh, hop on over to our Instagram to look at the pictures and the videos and enjoy listening to Anna and her heart and uh, her passion for her animals. Enjoy! So Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, who you are and your beautiful farm and um, how how this all got started? <laughs> It started about eight years ago. We decided we wanted a place to just relax, to have a couple of dogs and a horse. That was my dream. (laughs) I'm from Brazil, and I used to live in a city, so I went in and I bought my first horse when I was 15 and had to hide it from my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You hid a horse from your mom? (laughs) So How can I I do this? (laughs) I couldn't afford to keep him, but the owner said, if you let me use him in the ranch... I'll take care of him, and you can come and ride it on the weekends. So I will go to school, work, and then on the weekends I will go there and ride the horse, right? One time I brought him home, and I remember I rode like 20 miles up to the to the city, and it starts raining. And here I'm with this horse, and I'm crying because it's raining. I didn't want the horse in the rain, so I put him in a garage. <laughs> My mom comes in, and she's like... What is this? 
nothing. And she goes in the garage and she finds the horse, right? Okay. So I called the guy and he came and got her. And she never found out that was my horse. But yeah, I kept him for a long time. And his name was General. So when I moved to the States, I live in California and then I moved to Florida. And, you know, Fort Lauderdale is a different lifestyle if you don't have animals. So when we come back here, we found this, this little place that was going on foreclosure. This little place, this little 269-acre place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it all started with my little girl, Tara. I can definitely say that this is a testament to her love. Um, a lot of the rescues came because of her. There's a lot of animals that have graced those lands that, you know, they have the most beautiful stories, the saddest stories, um, but they all have a story, you know, like us. They all have their baggages and they all have their histories and their love for, it's, it's just amazing. And I love what I do. I just love it, you know. One thing, so I guess I should preface this by saying that we've just spent the last couple hours riding around the property and seeing all the animals and loving all the animals and kissing a camel. And I can't remember how many animals I made out with, actually, but there were a few. Um, one thing that really stood out to me when you were telling us the individual stories of all the animals is your level of patience. I think, you know, you just kind of mentioned that every animal has a story and the patience that you have to work with them and bring out their own personality is so special and fascinating to me. Can you share a really good story about one of your animals that came in and said they were going to be one way when you brought them in and you changed them into who they really are? Of course, it's Ronan. Yeah. Uh, uh, Torres was, uh, was, uh, was my first love. Her impact in this land was to bring in more rescues. But Ronan is a different story. He was, he's special. Uh, I think he's special. Um, so when I got him, I, um, we went to look at him. And my friend says, you know, you can't ride him. You can't ride this horse. He's crazy. Uh, look at his shape. He was uh, three to 400 pounds underweight he had no mane no tail his feet was bad he was on a little stall um, no bigger than him and when we brought him in one of my trainers said let me try him first of course and um, he went to the arena the girl calls me and she's screaming at me she's like Anna you have to come down you have to come down he's gonna kill him so I go down and then they're fighting um and uh, he's like, I told you, he's crazy. Um, you cannot ride him. And I kept looking at him, and I, I got scared. I'm going to be honest. I was scared of him. So I said, please do not do this to him. Just leave him. I'll, I'll deal with him. Um, but you have to sell him. I was like, I'm not selling him. He's not. He came to this place. He's not leaving. So I got another guy to work with him. He took him out, and I guess he heard my voice. And he didn't want to go, right? And he forced him to go. And he jumped. And when he jumped, he jumped over a, um, one of the bars. And he cut himself pretty bad. So for six months, you couldn't ride him. So I took that time to pay attention to him. You know, we, we go six miles to the park. And I would just sit there with him. You know, and talk to him and pet him. And one day, a girl comes over, one of the girls that used to work for me, and she's like, Anna, look at the way he looks at you. You should ride him. And I'm like, um, 
well, <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. She's like, you know, Anna, please, you try it. You know, I, I haven't seen him do anything to you. And she was a writer. So I said, okay, I'll do that. But I put a helmet on, I put a vest on, and I went to the arena, right? I got on him, and as soon as I sat on him, he changed. You know, I didn't see the bronco that I was seen before with other people. I didn't see that crazy look on his face and his his eyes change. You know, it wasn't that look of scare and resentment. And we start writing. And uh, from that day on, he's been my best friend. He goes everywhere with me. But the best story is, is that when I got sick, um, on my third concussion, I had three, uh, one with a bull, one with a cow, and one with a camel. None of their their fault. It's all my fault. And um, I had a chemical imbalance. So I got out, and I took the stairs, and I walked down, and I'm crying. And, and I'm like, why? I'm not, you know, I have the best life. Look at this, you know. So I knew it was chemical. So I went to Ronan. I walk into the stall and he saw me, right? I was crying. He saw me. He comes down, not hurrying, just so calm. And he came over and he put his head on my chest and he pulls me over to him. And he did not let me go until I stopped crying. And that he kept doing it for over a month. He will not let me go until... I will calm down. And until now, if he sees that anything is wrong with me, he will come and he consoles me. He talks to me it, he, with his eyes. It's like, it's amazing. It, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. It's just out of this world. If you ask me today, would you sell him? There's no money in the world that I could sell him. He will never live this place. Never. He will be here forever. Or in Montana. Or in Montana. <laughs> or in Montana, which he does go to Montana. <laughs> you know, what I treat them is I treat them all differently. To me, they are not just animals. They all have a soul. They're all different. They all have personalities. You cannot deal with all. They all have personalities. All you have to deal with them on a different level. And that's what I think that they are so different here. You know, all the animals here are different. They're kind. Well, that's what I love is because I think that's one of my biggest um, with our llamas and such. When people ask us for advice of how to train, I do exactly what you do. And it's beautiful to see that on your Instagram account about how you literally just put a, a halter on them and go for a walk and and watch them and watch their personalities come out. I feel like that is so much more enlightening than trying to read a million different how to train books. What I do is I treat the animals the same way I, I want it to be treated, you know, and whatever I don't know, I ask. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's what everybody should do. It's like ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know something, ask. You'll never know everything. I think that's that's the main thing is that I always think outside the box. I would never, with any of my animals, I never forgot my first goat, right? You never forget your first goat, first and foremost. <laughs> no, you never forget your first goat. So anyway, she was pregnant. She came in pregnant, right? Her name was Amanda. And uh, now she's in a petting zoo. But she, her name was Amanda. And she was having her baby. Well, she didn't pass her placenta. 
And it was a Sunday, and I didn't have the medication, and the vet couldn't come out. And I'm looking at her, and I'm going, girl, what are you doing? Come on. You have to pass that placenta, right? And I'm watching her. She's not doing it. What do I do? I get up on her, and I go like this, and I squeeze her belly, right? And I just grab her and squeeze her, and that... It just popped out. <laughs> so the vet comes in and she goes, you did what? You improvised. She's like, wait a minute. What did you do? I was like, I just squeezed her belly. And, and she was laughing. She's like, okay, it worked. <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, if you squeeze yourself, you're going to like, you know clench up you're gonna so it worked i was like so that's what i'm saying think outside the box (laughs) so i know we talked about this a little bit on the tour but there are a humane might not be the right word but like there are petting ethical petting zoos out there and you work really closely with them and help identify the difference between a good and a maybe not so great petting zoo There is petting zoos that I would not work with because I see what they do with the animals. But there's amazing petting zoos. And I think for children to grow up with animals, to know the animals, to... It's amazing. I don't care what people say. You know, if you're treating an animal well and he has a good life, why not? And their personality personality calls calls for for human interaction. Some animals just adore it and come running and others say, no, thank you. And why? And those are the ones that stay here. But the ones that want that life, I'm going to give them that life. Do you think it's easy for me to leave? Like Opal, Opal was my favorite donkey, okay? It was the daughter. It was the first daughter. And you know what happens with the first litter, right? (laughs) You end up trying to keep all of them. (laughs) So imagine her, okay? But she will sit on your lap. She did not care about any other animal. She wanted you to pet her. She will call for you. She will be upset if you don't pay attention to her. And she wanted to sit on your lap like a a lap dog. (laughs) A donkey lap dog. Exactly. (laughs) And I do have videos of her sitting on my lap and I'm trying to get her out and she won't do it. Now, how I cannot give her a life where she gets that? What is my right to say, no, you need to stay here and stay in a pen. And when I have the time, I'll come and pet you. So, yes, there is amazing petting zoos right there. And, you know, and to have a children, to play with a chicken, to play with a, with a cow. For, who, who has the opportunity living in a city to pet a cow? Yeah. And to know that they are sweet, they're loving, they're, they're like little dogs. You see my, my cows, they love going for, some of them don't. <laughs> It's all about the personality. Exactly. (laughs) You pick their personalities. And there's amazing petting zoos out there. You know, I I love it. And I think it's great. Um, They're educational. She's wonderful. I'm telling you, she won't eat. But she makes sure that animals. And when they are ready to retire, what I love about her is that she makes sure that she finds great homes for them. Why not? Yeah. Why not having a petting zoo? Why not allowing children 
to interact with animals. Why? What is the difference? If they are happy about it and they want to do that, why not? I love it. it just um, being here is like being in paradise. Um, can you list off for those um, who are listening for the first time who haven't checked out your Instagram or Instagram yet, um, what different types of animals do you have here? We have llamas, alpacas, mini cows, mini donkeys, uh, mini horses, full-size horses, all kinds of cattle. We have uh, swans, peacocks, zebras, turtles, uh Camels, emu, emu. There you and go. Ima, emas, which emas, emas, yeah. that we heard yes, of. yes, um, and the cows that come from India, the Brahmas, the Brahmas, which are so cool. Cool, yeah. I know they are. Do you saw it? You know, oh. do you see why not allow them to have that? Who am I to tell my animals you cannot have? the love from someone. You saw what... what? Uh, oh, we got to snuggle Cort- real hard. Yeah. You saw Cortez, and you saw what he does when you do not pay attention to him. You should pause our our podcast right now and just go to the Instagram account. <laughs> just go, just pause. We'll be here when you get back. Go stalk our Instagram and see yeah, us snuggling. Because it's, yeah, we have so much video and so much photo, uh, photos. You see I mean? He's a cow. You would think, okay, it's a cow, right? With a bull. It's a bull, uh-huh. even worse, oh, you know? Yeah. But do you see what he did? You you saw it. He wanted you to pet him. So why not allow him to do that? Yeah. Who he was, to not he was so precious, too, because he would be so protective of all of us. If another animal, one of his pastor mates, <laughs> one of his friends comes over to us, he's like, no, no, these are now my humans. And he tries to charge after them. It was exactly. scary and magical. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And look at, uh, you know, Duke also. He does the same thing. Yeah. They want, I don't know. I, You know, I understand when people see all this terrible petting zoos and stuff. I haven't had the chance to see one that bad. Uh, all the petting zoos that I work with um, are amazing. You know, all the people um, are so caring and loving towards them. Uh, the animals have better lives than most kids. <laughs> My chickens have a five hundred square, a six, seven hundred square foot home. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna also mention the three wonderful pigs that greeted us <laughs> when we first got here, because they were such little precious munchers. They're like, not even in a pen. <laughs> I know, just just wandering around the property, hanging out. Um, One other thing that I want you to share is about peacocks because I find them beautifully terrifying. But you told us an amazing fun fact about peacocks today. Yes. So a couple of years, I love love peacocks, right? So I bought one or two. And then uh, because everybody started knowing about me and about the land, um, I will get random phone calls, right? And I got a phone call from Peacock Mike. That's what I call him. (laughs) And what he does is he rounds up peacocks from like Pacific Palisades, Glendale, all the areas that people complain about it. And what they do is they find ranches like us where they can live, right? So he calls me, he goes, I have 40 peacocks. 40? 40. Holy cow. Do you want them? And I said, yes. <laughs> so he goes, are you sure? <laughs> you know that they're noisy and they make a lot of mess. And and I said, yes, I do want them. So they brought in 40 peacocks, right? And we put them first 
on the chicken areas because, as you see, it's all covered. Because um, we wanted them to know that this is home and that's where we fed them. And so they stay here because they do fly. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I didn't know about people. I don't know if I knew that they, like, fly in, like high? They fly high. Yeah, they fly. So it was it was funny to me, you know? And, speaking of. Oh, speak, yeah, see? <laughs> they know we're talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> so what incredible thing that happened here is uh, the first three years that we were here, four or five years actually, we had rattlesnakes to the wazoo. Um, we had one guy that got bit by a snake here also. Um, so it became really dangerous because there was rattlesnakes that we found one at the uh, our picnic area. And you saw it's very clean out there, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, come a year to no, no snakes. I'm like, what? what What happened? So now we have no snakes on the ranch. And I guess the peacocks eat the babies. So there's no, you know, there's no infestation of rattlesnakes anymore. We have no rattle. Yeah. And then we have the cats, which I didn't <laughs> tell you, but all over the ranch, we have the feral program. We're in the feral program because I cannot use pesticides or anything here because of all the animals, right? So for the, now that we don't have the, the snakes anymore, we have the mouse. Oh. So what happened is I got into the feral program. So when they brought in 40 cats <laughs> <laughs> that take care of the mice. So I don't have that either. <laughs> See, so instead of killing, because, you know, with the ferals, they cannot be adopted, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so now they get to live here and they roam and we feed them, but, and, but we feed and we let them also be feral. And they go out and you will see some of them on my, my barn out there. And, ha- and we have a car, uh, a lot out there where my cars are and they go in and I have two in there and some of them roam in the property. So, you know, you're giving them a better life. You know, why not? Well, you already talked about how much you love Ronan. Yeah. And, uh, but if he was not an option, who is your favorite animal here next in line behind him? I know it's a toughie. <laughs> but you have one. Something came to your head. <laughs> well, probably Duke. Yeah. It's probably Duke. Yeah. And Duke's a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. And uh, he's also came in because his mother had cancer. And she was uh, she was into rescues. So a lot of uh, the animals, a lot of the alpacas came from her, llamas, some of the emus came from her. And him, you know, I stole him. <laughs> <laughs> I just fell in love with him. And I didn't know that back then that she had cancer. She didn't want to tell us why she was selling all the animals. Um, but I fell in love with him. And she's like, do you want him? And I took him. And as you see, I have to yell at him and fight with him because he won't go and hide when it rains. He stays under the the ledge to take care of his mama. So I have to fight him. And I bought him a twin mattress because he's sick. He has has a lot of tumors on him. And he's the only one that doesn't want to go in a cart. 
So he has to follow me around. So I have to yell at him, don't come, mm-hmm. stay home, because he wants to be always protecting. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the best feeling in the world. When you come home and all your animals are running to you, you know, you saw it, you saw all the videos, you call them and they come. So that means that they love you, right? That they care for you, you know, and I let them choose what they do in this ranch. You know, the, their personality defines them. You know, whatever they want to do in this ranch is what they're going to do. You know, the pigs, there's one. He doesn't like people, and he just, like, roams around. But, you know, what can I do? He's going to live here forever. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that's so special about this place, and, again, just how you are with animals, you give every animal a name. So it it not only has its name in the world, but has a purpose. And... Sometimes they lose their name for not doing their job for a little while, (laughs) but then they gain it back. (laughs) Or they get a name and it doesn't fit them. And it changes. Exactly, like Oscar. Or, yeah, or Charlie, because you were talking about... No, Charlie got his name. We found out that it was right name because his feet are crooked, so it was Charlie Chaplin. But he had his name. Yeah. And it just changes because, like, with their personality, it's like Genevieve. She will answer, but it wasn't, you you know, so vocal. Mm -hmm. And when I changed it to Genevieve, something happened. She just went and she loved that name. So it's funny, but they do care about their name. They do. Uh, Like Charlie, you know, we call him Stupid Dougie. (laughs) And he loves it. And I think it's the tone of voice that you use. But again, they, all of them know their names. The goats know their names. Um, I have only two or three sheep that know their name, but sheep is different. You know, it's, it's a different breed. So, but even the goats, they all have their names. Yeah. And they know their names, you know. And Genevieve, by the way, is a gorgeous black swan. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> she calls back when she gets her name called. She's yes. so she's so beautiful. And she sits on your lap, and you can see her on Instagram. She does that. She sits on your lap, and she she's something. She's special. But right. all of the animals here are special. So, and the princess that she didn't have her feathers, and look at her now. Oh, you yes. know. And she loves country music. Let's, <laughs> let's face it. The girl has style. <laughs> you know? And Princess is a beautiful parrot. Yes. Tell us how people can find you and see your life and love of the animals. It will be on Instagram. And that's um, Anna's underscore arc. <laughs> and it's A-N-A. Yes, A-N-A. For more fun about Anna, she goes live all the time on her Instagram account, so you can literally watch her live and say hi to her on her Instagram, Anna's arc, A-N-A-S. Um, I also have to say that she's the first person I've ever heard talk to animals the way that I do. Like, we have, like, a baby talk towards the animals, and all my friends make fun of me for it. Oh, my God. And... <laughs> Same thing, okay? My son is from T.O. football, right? Yeah. And, and imagine, the kids, they make fun of me. Yeah. yeah. All the kids, right? So uh, I had to, uh, you know, did on I made um, a poster for my son, and I said, from mom and Picolina, and all the boys thought it was the funniest thing ever, you know? Please tell me that you um, you cheer for Joseph in football and stuff. Like, Joseph! Go Joseph! 
<laughs> like I just like the same way yeah. you do your animals because that's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, yeah, they all know Anna. <laughs> but it's funny because all the boys, they're like, be clean. I was like, really? <laughs> that's how I've known. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna, for having us at your home and for introducing us to all of your babies. We had just a dream of a time. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys came out. It's beautiful. And, you know, you think you got a lot out of it. But imagine how much they get. That's why I love people that come in and that they love animals because you see it. They, they want that attention. You know, every time you see they're out there, they can run. They don't need to come to us. But did you see what happens as soon as the car was there? And we didn't have cookies for them, right? We didn't give them cookies. And they still stay because they want to have that love and affection that you can give them. You know? So, hey, go get an animal. <laughs> You guys, I'm sure now you can see why we love Anna so much and what a great person she is. We had such a blast with her and we can't wait to go to Montana and hang out with her in her other oasis. Oh my gosh, she has a white wallaby. No, what yes, is, is that what it was? A, a wallaby? It's an albino wallaby that she... It's just like a baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Montana. so cute. I know. I'm dying to see it. Yeah. Her horse that she loves so much that you hear about, she actually takes that horse with her to Montana from California because she just loves that horse so much. She goes everywhere with him. Yeah. It's so it's cute. so sweet. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Anna, again, for all of your time. And Joseph, for all of your time. Yes. And um, yeah, that was just so amazing. And her friendship. That's just so great. Having such a great friend online. Yeah. She's like the Brazilian me when it comes to talking to animals. 110%. <laughs> she is you when you get older. Can't wait. <laughs> Keep it coming. Um, we have some really exciting news, you guys. Oh, wait. Should we talk about the exciting news after our love sessions? Yeah, let's make them wait. Okay. So first, um, our love sessions. Christy, who have you been obsessed with lately? I'm super into Yolandi Eats LA these days. She is such a little cutie, and she just goes around to all the amazing food places in LA and takes pictures with great food. I mean, animals and food, two of my favorite things. You can't really go wrong. I'm such a cutie. It also makes me hungry. <laughs> and I always wonder if she gets to taste any of it. I need to try and find, get to the bottom of that because I don't know. Whenever I give Rojo food, people like, I know, hound me for it. Although a lot of people really do love it. They think it's hilarious. But yeah. some people are just like, that's terrible. And I'm like, he's 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also share food with my cat all the time. So who am I to judge? Because Yolani's like, what, like five pounds? <laughs> She's so tiny. <laughs> and so cute. You guys, if you want to check her out, her name is Yolandi. It's Y-O-L-A-N-D-I underscore eats underscore LA. And yeah, see all the amazing food she gets to at least pose with. Oh, such a cutie. Makes me want a little chihuahua that I can go like 
go have go food is. adventures with. <laughs> <laughs> Roho just tries to steal all of my food and not all of it's safe. <laughs> right, right. Well, same with dogs. They have a lot of food restrictions too. I know, but I could keep a five pound dog away from my food a lot easier than a 400 pound llama. Yes, yes. I did learn that the other night after giving him celery. <laughs> Um, I am obsessed with, okay, because I didn't know these animals actually existed and it popped up on like my feed and it's Carson the red panda, which I'm sure that any red panda is so stinking cute, but I've been following and stalking Carson and he's up in Seattle. He's at like the Seattle zoo. Well, a zoo up in Seattle. The Woodland Park Zoo. Thank you. The Woodland Park Zoo. You would know. I would. You're from that neck of the woods. Yes. But I know because I'm from this neck of the woods that the Oregon Zoo just got their first red panda like within the last month. That's so exciting. We're going to have to go check it out. We should do a little video of our adventures to the Oregon Zoo and the fun facts we learned about all those animals. Yeah, that would be fun. Because the Oregon Zoo, for those who aren't local, is super epic. And they've been doing really, really great things of trying to like conservation. Yes. And education and expanding their... Um, size. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Red pandas. You guys. Okay. Yeah. You had a great description about a red panda. I said a panda is a red. Yeah. A red panda is a panda in a fox's body or the color of a fox, but looks like a raccoon. Yes. Yes. It has the ring tail, like fluffy ring tail. Mm -hmm. Mm. I just, I know it makes me feel kind of bad that full-size pandas don't have fluffy tails. They just have like the little bear (laughs) nubs. Little nubs. (laughs) Man. That's I wonder what their life would be like if they had fluffy tails. Hmm. I don't know. What the purpose would be that they clearly don't need them. And carry things. Just be cute. Yeah. Let me fluff it. On to our exciting news. Yes. So exciting. We have our first ever Patreon supporter. Yay. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I know you are a true gem of a human for sure. Oh my gosh. She's going to support us. And now we'll have to give her more than just a hug when next time we see her. For sure. Drinks are on us. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a website that allows you to financially support us in small or large ways with our podcast. So that helps us have money to pay our amazing producer, Tyson. You're the best. Thank you, Tyson. Get better sound equipment, hopefully for season two serious goals and to travel and meet more amazing animals. Yeah. We have some really, really high expectations for season two, you guys. Yeah. Quite a bit of travel that we will pay out of our pockets if we need to, but your support would be just, oh my gosh. So, so, so appreciated. Yeah, for sure. And depending on how, what level you engage with us at on Patreon, if you choose to, you can get discounts on merch, free merch, access to exclusive videos and interviews, get to ask questions for us to ask on our interviews. So all kinds of good things if you participate that way. And your own shout out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, who doesn't want to be a shout out in our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And if 
you can't financially support us. We totally get it. We're there in some ways as well. So like share, comment, tell your friends, anything that you can do to help spread the word about our podcast. I mean, you should just like go in a room, put it on your phone and leave it. And then like force whoever's in the room to listen to it. That would be a good idea. I mean, then they'll be hooked. Um, but we so appreciate your support in any way that you can give it to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys. We're just about wrapping up with our first season. Yeah, we have one episode left about an animal, and then we'll wrap everything up. And it's a doozy. Oh my gosh, you guys. You don't even understand. My heart is, the literal piece of my heart is with this animal. I mean, okay, not literally. I haven't had any surgery, but when you love someone, your heart stays with them forever. Yes, absolutely. And if you have animals that you would love to hear their stories on our podcast, go ahead and reach out to us, tag us and let us know who you would like to have interviewed for season two, because we haven't um, created a full lineup, but we do have quite a few guests we are pretty excited about. For sure. Oh, shout out to Tyson. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, chestnut. (laughs) (laughs) How dare we forget what we said thank you before. But a huge shout out to Simple Monster Creative. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tyson. You're the best. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.